What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Michael Murphy, and I'm joined today by my second co-host, who is... Gunnar Davis. And this is The Trident Talk. So today, we figured we were going to go ahead and kind of change things up a little bit. You know, we've been talking about a lot of miscellaneous topics. You know, we've been talking about buying houses. We've been talking about this. We've been talking about that. And we want to go ahead and take a change of pace today. We wanted to kind of slow things down a little bit while still providing a lot of information. So... Uh, here at Berkshire Hathaway, we're actually given the privilege of being bestowed upon monthly statistics for our market. Now, our statistics are pulled from the most accurate MLS in our area. They are reliable, and they are quite honestly fascinating to a nerd like myself who just loves working with numbers. Oh yeah, and definitely when they're when they're new every month, just oh yeah, it's just can't exciting. wait to get our hands like, onto them. Can't wait to see how the how the market has changed, especially in this just lot of exotic market that we've been a part of yeah as we go through it's gonna see just how crazy it is like because a lot of it's just year to year like comparing from last year i should say and it's just outstanding what we've where we've gone exactly just from then and now just in a year exactly so, and it's insane like even like the past couple of months like you know i think it was back in july like the average sale price in uh st charles county specifically was what two hundred fifty thousand dollars and nowadays like it's I think 290, 290. Right? I think there are like projections for by the end of 2020 of 300,000 or something like that. I think I have it right here, actually. Hold on. The anticipation is killing me, ladies and gentlemen. Oh gosh, I gotta find it now. That's how nerdy we are. We love numbers. Okay. So Get average over. selling price of just Saint. Wait a second. Um, that's an important distinction. We are focusing tonight. Sorry, you wanting to do Saint Charles? Yes. City. If we can do city, ooh, let's get even more specific. So city Not is St. Charles County, St. Charles City. So city just by itself is of November 2020 is 267,198. Okay. But that's just of that's just St. Charles, Charles city, city, not the county specifically, which is where we're located. Exactly, that's our focus. But we're not going to say it's St. Charles County yet because we'll we're going to get, when we get it. into it. Ooh. Yeah. So with that, um, that is an important disclosure. We all of our stats tonight are going to be focused on St. Charles County specifically. This includes. Quite a, lot a few cities. cities. Seventeen, um, I think. Seventeen I'm cities. I about think to read is. off. So, if you live in any of the following cities, we are talking about you, Gunner. So we got St. Charles, obviously, and then St. Peter's, Wentzville, O'Fallon, Lake St. Louis, Cottaville, Walden Spring, Dardine Prairie, Augusta, Defiance, New Melly, St. Paul. Go for it. Porters de Sioux or something like that. I know I'm botching that name. West Alton, Flint Hill, Josephville, and Walden Spring Height. Dang, we extend all the way to Walden Springs. Well, not Walden Springs. Okay, whatever. Dude, you should see this. I have it's an intense list. This, like, shape of this. It's so weird because it follows the Missouri River. Mm -hmm. Our line does, like, all the way till the Illinois line, it looks like, honestly. Yeah. we So, St. Charles County, uh, for reference and position, if you're somewhere else in Missouri, it extends um, its easternmost... It's the easternmost county just slightly above St. Louis County. So, our borders are... Well, quite honestly, the state of Illinois, as well as the Missouri... Well, actually, both the Missouri and Mississippi River run on the state. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, when you get closer to the, uh, like, right where we are, um, like, Orchard Farm is, like, right in the middle of Mississippi and Missouri, and that's where our lines are. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we'll be able to kind of put a picture up there for you guys. Cause right how, uh, here. How Michael got uh, described it looks I, like an I elephant. I that's on there, Josh, otherwise I'm just sitting here really awkwardly. Good. Okay. That elephant with the, it looks like yeah. its trunks like going it's up. It's an elephant, but like the trunks all wonky. But that's enough about the geography lesson and all that junk. You're here for the numbers, you're here for the banter, and you're here for the try and talk. So, we can kind of describe how, like, what we're reading off right now. So, this is, like how he said, it's our marker report. We get it from um, Berkshire Hathaway. They have it through our MLS system. 
And the nice thing about this is that we can do pretty much any city, any county in Missouri. Am I mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. So this entire thing is all over St. Charles County. Um, I know you referenced something from St. Charles City specifically. We can go even more specific than that. If you want, we can. I think we can go down to like even a specific house for crying out loud. It's you, crazy. It's fantastic. So if you, if any of them, any of you guys are listening and want your own. Hit us up. We can get you your own email to you monthly. And it's just crazy all the things we'll see. And we'll explain what's what it's showing and talk about just what it can do for you, just being knowledgeable. And getting into this, where I'm hoping it does, this doesn't scare you away from either wanting to buy or sell because this is supposed to help you. This is supposed to kind of, you know, get you more educated. And you want to be more educated about what you're going to do, especially one of the biggest things you're ever going to do in your life. So Exactly. This is not a matter of persuasion. This is a matter of information. So, with that, kick us off. I get into it. So, I'm just going to strive, even though some of the things aren't going to be very useful, I'm just going to go through it real quick. So, the first page we have is just introducing you to what it is and has our info on it. But now, after you get past that point, we're getting to some of the visual um, aspects of our, yeah, the little, yeah, we'll, hopefully we'll be able to show you as we go yeah. through. Um, we're going to start off with some pie charts, which very simple, very, yeah, very easy simple. to see. It's very nice to look at just because you can see understand how the portions work Mm -hmm. but we're starting off with our number of sales so like i said we're going from um november of 2019 of november of 2020 because that's the most recent stats we have so going off number of sales we're up a whopping almost 18 Mm percent from november of last year to november of this year exactly 17.74 percent increased number of sales which if you look right next to it new listings is down obviously not even a percent down but think about that new listings yeah just new listings let's just say if it was the same just because we're only one listing difference let's Mm -hmm. say if we're the same listings almost 18 percent more sales have happened Mm -hmm with the same amount of listings. So what we have to ask then is what does that mean? That means that we have inventory that is decreasing at a faster rate now. And we're getting it. So we have less listings and we have them, those less listings selling faster. So what does that mean? Well, I mean, you can compare that with the next stat that we have coming up with, which is average days on market, which is down a whopping 30 and a half percent. Gosh, that's so, crazy. So uh, in November of 2019, the average days on market for a property was 36 days. That's from the time that it hit the market to the day that the that it closed. Okay, that, it, that the keys transferred hands. Okay, it's down from 36 to 25, 11 days. That's a humongous difference. That's over the average residential sale contract inspection period. That's insane. And I don't... So there's some things that go into that could that be kind of be kind of misinterpreted. But um, 25 is just really just crazy That's low. That's insane. Because, I mean, you figure if you get a... If you finance a house, which, mo- like, what is it? Like, it's not 80%, 80 to 90% of uh, transactions are finance. You see that... On average, like especially right now, like if we were to bring Danny in, he would say, you know, he needs at least 25 days to get an appraiser out there, mm-hmm. you know. So that's right. insane. Yeah, so a house could be under contract and getting going before even appraisals can, or, or I should say appraisers can get to a property. So that's just outstanding. Yeah. Our market's just going so, just going so fast. Mm-hmm. So as, should we explain a little bit what days on market are before we kind of move on i mean we can dig into that a little bit and give it a brief crash course so crash course on days on market so the way days on market works especially with our Maris system so there's something you've 
probably heard of it, especially if you've looked at homes. It's called an active. A home can be active when it's ready to sell. Sell, gosh, <laughs> words. Um, and it's on the market, and you can go look at it and do everything, put offers on it, etc. So, the day it comes off the market, as in hits pending, someone has accepted a contract, or so there's a finicky thing active under contract which we can get into another day but that's a whole nother thing but once it goes into that pending status it's considered off the market so that day is on market so it takes an average 25 which honestly i think is lower because active under contract kind of messes with that a little bit but that again another thing for another day you'll see some properties that don't even hit the pending status they'll just be active active under contract sold and so that, you know, it comes down to the listing agent and how they organize it and how they, well, in the MLS, I mean, mm-hmm. and what status they have it in to where that kind of sways numbers one way or another. So if, for instance, if you just have, if everyone did just active under contract and then sold, the numbers would be higher, right? Right. As opposed to active pending close. Yeah, because the day stops right when it hits pending, which mm-hmm. would be so much, it would probably reduce that number quite a Even bit. Further. but. We can't know because it's just based exactly. off the system. Because this is a mixture of we don't get one sway or the other. We don't get a biased opinion on this. This is just straight numbers from our system. All right. So, so. Um, moving down the page, we're going down to the other half. So before we get into these, we want to kind of explain a little bit because um, some people just might not understand this, or hopefully we can kind of explain it a little better uh, so you for your own understanding. But um, we're going to talk about the difference between a median and an average, which Mike can kind of explain for you. So median and average are two um, separate kinds, are two different ways to compare numbers. So if you have a list of numbers, say 1, 2, 5, 7, and 8, or something like that. I don't know. Pulling numbers on my butt. Um, a median would be if you were to take that list and get rid of each extremity all the way down to a single number. So for instance, if we were to take the list... 1, 2, 5, 7, and 8, and we were to take those five numbers, we get rid of the 1, we get rid of one, we get rid of the 8, we get rid of the 2, we get rid of the 7, we're left with 5 in the middle. Okay, That's the median, as opposed to an average, where if we take the same list, 1, 2, 5, 7, and 8, we add that up, that's uh, tw- 23. You did that fast. Yes. 8 plus 7 is 15, uh, 15 plus 5, 20, double check my math, yeah, 23. Okay, so if you take 23 and then divide that by 5, because you divide it by how many numbers are in the list, okay? So, that's uh, 23 divided by 5, that's just under 5. It's like 4.3 if, I, if I'm thinking correctly, maybe 4.4 or something like that, okay? I'm not a... It could be. I'm we, not we'll a hopefully, on our social medias, we should put an we'll example. We'll correct it. We could do that. Yeah. We can put an example on our social yeah. medias. How about that? Welcome to Math 101. Yeah, that's um, a, we'll teach you some math in our real in our real estate um, social media. Welcome that's to the Trident Talk, where we now teach mathematics. Oh gosh. Um, so that's the difference between a median, a median and an average. A median in our list would be five, whereas the average is about four point four or whatever the heck the decimal comes out to be. Um, so taking that concept, we're going to then apply that to our market statistics. So for instance, um, the first number we have is the median sales price, um, which is up. 12.8%. Again, taking a list of the sale prices and whatever's in the middle, whatever it was in 2019, it is up almost 13%. That's a $100,000 house now being $113,000. Yeah, good you saying that. I was just just going to make sure reference that it's this is what's happened in a year. So it's mm-hmm. 12.8% up from a year from November of this year. So mm-hmm. back in November of 2019. Just for reference, I just want to make sure we get that out there. An important, like, I guess something that's kind of worth putting out there, because we keep comparing numbers and things like that, and we say these are 
crazy numbers and stuff like that. To put that into perspective, the average or in a usual market, you would look at maybe an increase of two to four percent, maybe three percent. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we're up almost thirteen percent is an extravaganza. Crazy it is insanity. And when we get our graphs, because oh, wait we till have we graphs. Get to, wait till we get to the graphs. But uh, you'll be able to see how. Because you you can see that gradual going up, but then when it hits 2020, whoop, it just it just it just climbs. So um, you want to continue with the numbers? Sure. So um, the next uh, uh, statistic that we ha uh, have is the average sale price. So not medium, but average. Um, again, you would typically see like maybe a three to five percent increase in this. You're looking at a, over a 16 percent increase in the average sale price. That's crazy. Again, that's taking a hundred thousand dollars. And making it $116,000. It's just absolutely ludicrous. Okay. So now we're going to take those sales prices and we're going to compare them with list prices. What's the difference? So a list price is what a, what a property goes onto the market at. Okay. That's as opposed to a sales price, which is what the final price for the property ends up being. So I might list a property for $100,000, but it could sell, especially in today's market, at $115,000. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference. So the average, <clears throat> excuse me, the median list price, as opposed to the sale price, which is a 12.8% increase, is actually 10.64% increase. So that's still an insane increase. Mm -hmm. And then you see a similar trend with the average list price, the average list price, which is 14.1%. Um, which so. is kind of ironic because so the list price is up, but like that 10 and 14 but it's funny the sell price is actually gone up higher well we're actually going to get back to that later in this discussion gunner the comparison between list pricing and sell pricing but continuing on with our information and our trends we've got a humongous chart or excuse me this is a table, table. here which we're only going to hit a couple of these because it would just be ludicrous to go through every single individual number. Yeah, right. It's more of those for it's that. So if you can see it right now, it's more just for people that are more understanding of tables because some people like how um, a chart or not a chart a table. Gosh, I keep you like the actual numbers it. in a table as opposed to a chart, so a chart, a chart graph or something like a visually yeah. appealing. But um, yeah, there's not really the only the only thing I want to hit on this chart specifically is how crazy so as we were talking about median and average there's a number on here that really just really I, stands out I'm, to me i'm looking at the one you're looking at right now man well so what i'm wanting to talk about is that median days on market is how it says nine mm -hmm. so think about that so how michael was describing to you you take a, a list of numbers and you take that middle one so let's say so our average days on market is 25 but our median is nine. So what that's saying is a lot of day, like a lot of days on market, are leaning towards the left, which is crazy. Things are going off the market more so towards nine. Mm. So nine or less are more towards that direction. Which so what is nine days? So the question is, what does that look like? And I'll tell you what that looks like. That's quite literally a property that hits the market in the same day that it hits the market. It immediately goes into the pending status. So. Let's say it hits the market on a Monday. God forbid you put a property on the market on a Monday. But it you could be gone it, within the next. It could be just Monday, gone before it, the next Monday. You will have an accepted contract signed that night. That's what it says. Zero days on the market. It is on and off before you can say, "Hey, let's go look at it." That's how fast our market is moving. Right that's now. just crazy. I can't even think. Because mm. like that's just more how most of the houses, median wise, are going within a week and probably less than that. If it wants to be the median, there must be so many to the left following it. But exactly. Uh, you were be... you looking at something else on this so chart? I was looking at um, the average um, 
days on market because so um, well yeah so that's pretty much what I was looking at median and average days on market but another thing I kind of wanted to hit was uh, selling price so for the entirety of St. Charles County and these are stats as of November. Oh, yeah, because right? we were going to get back to this. Yeah, we this wanted is, to talk This is what we're waiting because, yeah. so, like how we said, St. Charles City, if I have, if I can get to it, as we were saying, St. Charles City was a whopping da da da, 267,198. Yeah. So, if you want to take that, um, so back in 2019, the average selling price for a property was $244,823. Now, take that number and increase it by 16.04% and you get the new average selling price in St. Charles County of $284,094. Within a year. Within a year, you've appreciated 16.04%. That's $40,000 yeah. on that on specifically that right there. That's 40,000. That's mm. insane. It's insane. It's absolutely ludicrous. And it goes to show you whether you're an investor or a home buyer that's just collecting equity. It's a fantastic time to be in the market and that over the course of time, appreciation pays off. Mm -hmm. Even in a just absolutely ludicrous market like this. So like how we said, it's better to buy than rent. Past this is the perfect example. This is the right, right here. This is like the cream of the crop. The proof is in the pudding yeah, right proof here. Proof defeats evidence. Evidence defeats evidence. Why did I just say that the other way around? Yes, sir. Right. So let's say if you want to go buy a new home, you have whatever you've paid on this house in ready equity. for that. Even if you, let's say you don't even want to spend all that equity on the down payment, you just got cash that you've been That's $40,000 that you can cash out right there. Right. That's just, that's crazy. That's just mm -hmm. crazy to me. It's absolutely insane. But another number I kind of want to hit on this, which we kind of trickled out a little bit, and we're not going to get to the full effect of it just yet, but list versus sell price ratio. What does that mean? That means it's the relationship between the listing price, the original listing price, and what the property actually sells at. Back in 2019, in November, that ratio was 99.1%. So what does that mean? So if you have a $100,000 property that you list at $100,000, the property would, on average, sell at $99,100, okay? So 99.1% of the list price. If we're comparing to $100,000. Exactly, if this is all in an example. Technically, yeah. Okay. To put that into perspective, what it is now in November of 2020, or well, what it was in November of 2020, excuse me, is 100.8%. What does that mean? That means if you ask for $100,000 for a property, you're on average going to get more. $800 more to be specific. And we'll see, there's a graph we have that can kind of show that a little mm -hmm. better, how that's going. And but. we'll tinker with that. And another another key thing that I've, disclosure, I really want to get out of the way before someone legally sues us and like, oh, they said yes. Well, no, these are all on average. None of this is guaranteed. These are just what the numbers show. On average, this is what you will see. Yeah, what's happening in our market, exactly. for example, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Legally, none of this is guaranteed. This is just what the numbers show to back us mm -hmm. up. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think, do you have any other numbers from that data table that you need to, that you want to point out thing, specifically? I'm, I love all the numbers, but we need yeah. to keep moving. <laughs> well, now we're going to get into the graphs, which we can kind of fly through a little bit more and, um, it's kind of there's something that we've talked about in past podcasts that we, you can really see with these that we weren't able to show you guys before. So we're getting to this first graph here that's really showing us new listings, like how much new listings we get each month. Um, so if you see how you can see kind of a trend, it goes up, then back down, and up and back down. Well, there's a reason for that. So in past podcasts, how we said winter is a slower time. Well, this is a perfect example. New listings go 
so far down in the winter. That's where those dips are the winter. Win- the winter. Mm-hmm. Winter times, I should say. Just people, it's getting to the holidays, not wanting to list. Um, or well, I guess there's still buyers, but you can't really mm-hmm. buy when it's you, not there's no calm. listing. Yeah, you can't buy if there's nothing to buy. Yeah, so it's just... So there are advan- because of that, there are advantages of listing. So never think you can't list when it's the winter. It's just that's just statistically people want to right. People want to do more. People are up and at doing up and at it. Is that how you say it? Up and yeah, at it. Up and at them. When it's yeah, up and at them. There you go. When it's uh you know warmer and not dark at four, four to five o'clock. o'clock. Don't get yeah. me started on that's it. That's just uh, it makes the day just so slow. Well, not even slow. It's just like just you, slow, you just press the entire day and you just get lazy earlier. You want to get you want to go to bed at like nine because it feels like it's yeah later. It feels like it's it feels midnight. Like it's at midnight. That point. Yeah. So as you can see, just new listings are just low during the winter months, and um, we're getting towards November, and you can see it's just starting to, it's starting to go down. But well, what's interesting about this market is that you see that as opposed to sharp spikes, it's almost more elongated, and it's kind mm. of not flat per se, but it's a consistent increase that isn't sharply dropping off like mm-hmm. you would typically see by, you know, November, November, or whatever it is. On November. The I'm assuming November's right here, so humor me if it's completely wrong. But um, November and December, you typically see a harder drop off as opposed to right now. I mean, it's just something you don't see. But right. And so, like, on this graph specifically, in November, it looks like it's going down, but that's not common for some reason our market which will you'll kind of see later it doesn't just drop off like it usually does for winter mm-hmm. as like this next scrap perfectly explains so sold price which i mean it kind of it kind of explains kind of doesn't so the sold price for reference usually goes down which you'll see in another graph in a second but right now we see sold prices and in november they just keep going up there's no dip down so like you can kind of see i wish i can kind of mark i can't really mark it here but um we need like a powerpoint presentation or like a whiteboard for well this yeah stuff. and i can just like point out everything yeah. but um one of those clickers. you can kind of see the winter months in this graph it's very very slight but you can see the dips down can you see those michael yeah like, i'm looking at them right downs. now they're right up just, there they're just going oh yeah they're right yeah they see them right there they're right there but there's like little dips but if you see <laughs> sorry josh we're creating so much work for you <laughs> yeah it's just like <laughs> But as you see on our uh, very far right here, it doesn't appear to be going down. Next month, when we have new stats and we have our um, next episode of the statistical, what I don't even, we had to come statistical up with statistical analysis. Sorry, yeah, statistical analysis. Could not have made a nerdier name if I tried. We'll kind of see if it starts going down, but right now it does not look like it's going down, which is kind of mm-hmm. weird. Usually it's, it's it goes worrisome. down, but no. it's the market we're in. We just got to get used to it, and yep. it'll, it'll change eventually, like it the always does. The market will but mellow out, but right now it doesn't look like it's. It's slowing down, yeah, so we're still gung ho at this point. So that's just kind of that. That's specifically St. Charles County. So as we we're saying, the average price is towards the um, two hundred eighty thousand mark. You can kind of see where it is if you lined it up and did the dots and mm, all the way across. Did all the jump. But um, um, the next graph we want to get into is one we kind of hinted at and kind of touched on a little bit. This is what we were talking about: sales versus list price. Mm-hmm. So on average, you are in a typical market. You would see buyers having the power to take a list price and shoot under it. So again, mm-hmm. if we want to use the $100,000 house example, $100,000 is what the property might be listed at. As a buyer, you might offer 90000 Just to no- negotiate a little Just bit. Just for negotiation's know? sake, exactly. Now, the problem, or what not even a problem, but what you're seeing with this market especially is that <laughs> graph. Um, 
you see that there are two distinct lines on this graph, one of them being slightly higher than the other, obviously. The higher one is the list price, the lower one is the sold price, okay? Now, if you follow the graph all the way up to more current times, you know, pushing the winter months of 2020, what you'll see is that the, the lines get closer and closer and closer to the point that they actually cross. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? First and foremost, that's huge. That means that if you have a hundred, once the uh, graph that, or excuse me, the line that was once below crosses, that means that the list price is actually below the actual sale price. That means that if you have a hundred thousand dollar house, you are going, on average, you would get more than a hundred thousand dollars for mm -hmm. it. So yeah, it's just, people are bidding higher just because mm -hmm. they, it's low inventory and they just really want it, you know? Every property I have shown in the past, well at this point, past couple months, but especially in this past month, we have gone to bidding wars with. And it's crazy to say this, but at this in this market, you won't get a property less than list price. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's, 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 it's a so more of a rare occurrence, especially with the area we're in. We're more used to like the homes. I would say, uh, you know, I'll just save it because it tells us kind of what our area deals with, what the price yeah. is. Um, here, we can just keep, we'll keep going on. We'll kind of explain that in a second. Foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing a little bit. So let's continue on. This graph, I don't know about you, this, so, this graph kind of goes off the last graph we saw. So those two bottom lines are what we were seeing before because asking price I'm pretty sure it's the same thing as listing price I mean, mm, yeah just different terminology yeah but the, all this graph is really just saying I mean it's kind of it's kind of funny I should say that I, I dotted say, line this one kind top. of explains itself if you look at it mm -hmm. <laughs> graph um, so this graph actually go ahead you were explaining sorry oh well I was just the only thing I want to say about this one is just saying that unsold price that very top line it's just you can see there's a trend the yeah there's a trend of the unsold when there's a property unsold a lot of times well, there's two reasons, two main reasons, either overpriced or marketing. It could be market. Well, or is there something wrong with that? Obviously. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's. Well, it's a, so like in this case, this home right here, these homes, I should say, that are unsold. It's just that people don't tend to get homes that are higher up. I should say. Is that a good? Is that a good term? What I, I would, say? how I would assess this is that the higher line is properties that are just overpriced, pretty much. And what you're seeing is, and yes, these are higher quality. You know, if you look at the graph in the axes, you're looking at anything above $300,000 at this point. Mm -hmm. Whereas the average sale price is again gradually increasing, but mm -hmm. you know, you're looking at anywhere between two to 2.5 or 200 to $250,000. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, I think it's a matter of two things. It's either overpriced properties, like a $250,000 that a listing agent's getting cocky about and trying to sell at $350,000, or it's kind of like you were saying, there's just something astronomically wrong with the property. And it's well, there's also like, so I feel like the, the, this mainly is a like how you're saying it's overpriced, like the 280 to the 350 probably. It's mm -hmm. overpriced for what it is. But there's also those that are like, let's say, 500000 up. Mm -hmm. Those take just in general longer so yeah so that's probably pushing that up too so i mean it's just it's not really a need to know kind of graph it's just nice to see it and kind like of get a feel of yeah what's much. not selling so what i was kind of we're going to go to this next uh what do you call this bar graph what do you Th call this, a bar this graph? is a bar graph yeah so we're going to this bar graph kind of some foreshadowing so we're talking about what what we're used to in this area st charles County, I should say, mm -hmm. not city. We are in St. Charles City. That's where we're located, but we work St. Charles County, County as a whole. So, as you're looking here, 
it, it was kind of crazy. I was kind of thinking so. The majority of our houses around here sell from 200 to 299 and 300 to 499. So it just surprises me that the uh, so there's 200. Our normal houses sell around 200 to 299 or 300 to 499. That's what the majority of our homes around here in St. Charles County are priced. But what surprises me is I thought you know more homes around here would be 200 to 299, but there are more 300 to 499. Mm -hmm. So. If you compare the two, so the biggest bulk of properties are anywhere between the two hundred to five hundred thousand dollar price range. That's what this graph is showing, pretty much. But if you take the two uh, groups that we're using, the two hundred to three hundred, and then the three hundred to five hundred thousand, you actually see more properties in that three hundred to five hundred thousand price range, mm -hmm. which is pretty interesting. Which I kind of, you know, I would want to see. I would want to see it split three hundred to four hundred, and then, and then 400 four hundred to five hundred. I, I feel you like take, the three uh, and four hundred would be higher. That's what I would think as that's well. That's what I would assume. Because you're taking the 200 to 300 and then you're doing 300 to 500 so you're doing 100 and then you're doing 200 mm -hmm. in comparison so i think like you were saying that's how you would see it divided up you would see more so in the 300 to 400 than the 400 to 500 but overall you'd still see more in the 200 to 300 yeah right. it just surprised me a little bit because i thought in our area was a little more towards 200 200 299 which isn't false there's still a lot in there false. which then again that's a hundred thousand dollar range when 300 500 is a Obviously, a two hundred thousand dollar range. So yeah, exactly. So there's it's some. It's kind of skewed. It's not mm -hmm. how I would organize the graph. But can't complain. It's free. Yep. Anyway. Papa Buffett gave it to us. So Papa Buffett can't, compl can't complain. From the man himself. So going to our next bar graph. Um, so this is kind of, it's a little interesting. So I mean, it's just showing us. Um, I'm, I'm, it's just kind of splitting up those. What we just saw, like, there's a lot of homes in the 200, 299, 340, 99, and so on throughout the whole bar graph. It's kind of showing us um, split up in those categories what they were selling for the last 12 to 24 months to mm. the last 12 months. Well, what's interesting about this graph as you look at it is that this is talking about average sale price per square foot. What does that mean? Well, when you look at a property and you're trying to appraise it, a very easy way to calculate what a property might be worth is taking the price per square foot and you multiply by however big the property is. What this graph does, if it's not there, um, is you're taking the price per square foot, which is the uh, up axis, um, which is 0, 50, 100, and so forth. So, and you're taking that and comparing it to the average sale price of the property. So, for instance, if you have a property like the first, we'll use the second one because the first one's weird. If you have a property that's anywhere between 100,000 to 150,000 dollars in value, the average square or the average price per square foot is going to be about 125 dollars. And you can kind of follow that trend consistently all the way up to a million dollar listings where you're looking at, again, comparing the 12 to 24 months, which are pretty similar. But one trend you're going to notice consistently is the slightly darker one is taller every single time, minus the first one, mm -hmm. um, especially more so in the million dollar listings and above. Right. So you're looking at, what is that? I would say like 250 to almost 300, like a $50 difference per square foot. Yeah, and these, this doesn't look very like huge on this paper, but if you think of it, it's per square foot. So let's say, let's go, let's do use a 200, 299. So let's say this is probably like 130. Oh no, this is probably like 140 in this. And then from the last previous 12 months, it's probably like 145. So even though it's a $5 difference, Five dollars per square foot. What do you think the average square well, foot let's is? Say, let's say you have a two thousand square foot. Yeah, two thousand. That's good. Property. That's a good. Estimate. So let's say you take two thousand. I mean, I don't know why I'm doing this. You said five dollar difference. Yeah. You know, 
that's a $10,000 difference in the sale price, okay? Like, that could be a and that's, make it or break kind that's, of thing. Exactly, and that's a $2,000, or excuse me, 2,000 square foot. That's not including, like, a multi-million dollar listing that has, you know, 10,000 square feet or something like that. In that case, mm -hmm. you're looking at right. 50,000, 60, even, you know, what it was a difference of, what, 50, $50, and then you do 10,000 square feet, that's $50,000. Or, excuse me, no, math, right? Cut that. What is it? What, were the, what was the math you're just trying to do? You're just trying to do math. Trying to do fifty times ten thousand. I don't. That's not five hundred. Why are you getting ten thousand? Where are you getting ten thousand from? Ten thousand square feet. Oh. Yeah. It, yeah. Five hundred thousand. Really? Wow. Oh well, yeah. You're up in the multi-million dollar range. So I mean, yeah. Square footage matters, dude. Square footage and price. And for that, that matters. doesn't. You don't think that's huge, but that that can be. That makes our huge. Break that's us. that's the forty thousand difference in a year. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. That's a forty thousand dollars add-on. That's but, breaking um, it. Break it down. Yeah. This next graph. Oh my gosh. Uh, this just, this map. Uh, uh, this graph is what keeps me up at night. Yeah, that's just this crazy. Me. This so is, uh, you want to you want to kind of explain this a little bit? It's just so, uh, okay. So it's killing me. When it, when we talk about months of inventory, or when we talk about inventory in general, we usually divide it up into months of inventory. What does that mean? That means if we were to not get any listings, like everyone that wanted to sell their house just decided to stop, and we only had the listings that we had currently on the market, how long would we be able to sell based on the average days on market? What you'll see in the graph is. There's a consistent trend over the course of time, minus this year. You see record lows. What does that mean? You're looking at, I think we're actually below one month. Yeah, we're of under a month of. What does that mean? Right that now. means if we were to go from now until the new year, probably about the time of the new year, maybe early January, there would not be a single house on the market. We would be out of inventory. Out of inventory. Nothing to sell. Nothing. Just zip. That would be so quick. That that's, would be uh, horrifying to think about. That's just that's crazy to think about it. Like, I mean, it might not be seem so crazy because I mean, homes are selling fast, but like that's how little of inventory we have mm -hmm. right now. It's just which is why you see such a dramatic increase in sale price, and that's one of the things you know I really want to hit. Um, we keep talking about these, you know, numbers that seem so individual. But they aren't. Every one of these graphs affects another graph. Mm -hmm. It affects every other graph in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's the right. sale price versus average days on market, whether it's the list price and the sale price, whether it's the list to sale price ratio and the month supply of inventory, all of these all coincide connects. together. This isn't right. like us throwing a bunch of random numbers at you. This is all building to a greater picture of the crazy market that we're in. Yeah, I just, I, I just can't get over that month. Like, there's like... Month of inventory less astounds than astounds me, man. That's I don't know. insanity to me. But we're going to kind of... These next graphs are kind of hard to... They're kind of hard to watch, look at. But yeah, it's... I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, it's kind of bringing them together, if you would. Yeah. In a very chaotic way. Good, good way to say it. I mean, it's just... It's a bunch on this. And I mean, <laughs> you can just see the... Uh, so like this average days on market, you can see that in the winter months, it gets higher up but then when summer comes around it gets lower because people are buying quicker and mm. you know that's just well what you're going to see because we're comparing the average sale price in the days on, versus the average days on market right mm -hmm. and what you're going to see is a is a almost perfect inverted ratio so <laughs> the so the more days on market there are the lower the price is going to be pretty much and you exactly. see that that's like good a, way to say it. especially pushing your way into um well 2020 funny enough you see record low Look at that, sale dude. price. That's the it's at the bottom. Yeah, that's yeah. at twenty five. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the average days exactly. on market is like twenty four. I think yeah, exactly. And so that goes all the way down to twenty five. Yeah, record <laughs> low days on market and a record high sale prices. So excuse me if I missaid that, but 
yeah, the, again, proof's in the pudding here with the numbers, ladies and gentlemen. It's a perfectly inverted ratio that is going to new extremes. And I mean, we see it like there's one time where we hit 25 days on market back in um, May, about July of 2018. But notice how quickly that spiked back up. Mm -hmm. And now look at where we are. We have we have broken the graph at this point. And this is what I kind of want to... So next time when uh, the December stats come out, I kind of want to see... So you see how the November is still kind of pushing up there? Mm -hmm. So I wonder if it'll start coming down in December. I would think it would, but in this market, anything's possible, honestly. Say, so we'll just need to keep keep track of that because you can see like usually how it comes up, then down, then up, and down. That is, looks like it's still kind of chilling it could little. it could either like plateau or it could go on the rise or it could collapse we yeah. don't know so and we just got we need to check could drop. That. that collapse is kind of collapse. An extre uh, that's kind of an extreme word yeah we've already had especially a, with the market word we've already <laughs> had a market collapse this year let's not have another yeah, one let's not have another one but um moving on so this is so i'm pretty sure this is the last this is the yeah, last, thing last we got. graph Bring but it all together most hectic now. one this is <laughs> good luck interpreting this um, yeah, it's just, that's, this is just crazy. So what are we looking at here? We're looking at the month's supply of inventory. We're comparing that to the number of months. You know, it's funny. You see the above, the above five months. Mm -hmm. There's none. Jesus. See, that's funny. Nothing. Just nothing. Which in 2009, 2010, you might, you would definitely see that. Mm -hmm. But in yeah. this market, just even the past few years, you would not see that. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a ludicrous number to look at. It's... And it's a complicated number. It's something we could spend, honestly, probably a good 30 minutes on. So, Right. But, I mean, that's the cream of the crop with what we've got for November of 2020. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have stuck through this ride of a market, congratulations on making it this far. We've got no idea. Well, I mean, we have a slight idea as to where it's going to go. But anything can happen, and that's the yeah, thing about just, it. So if you're, if you, even if you're thinking of buying, selling... Just it's, everything's just always going to be going up. Everything, I shouldn't say everything appreciates. Yeah, that's a bad way that. to say it. But looking, we had a whole um, I shouldn't say seminar, a uh, a whole meeting about what it looks like trends are going. So everything just from the looks of it is going to be going up still. So just if you're then thinking about it, have questions, just let us know. We're here to help you, and we can we can even walk these stats through you in person if need be. If you are you're serious about yeah you're interested and in wanting to know more about it and have been debating it for some time just have been scared with everything going on we understand we get it people are going through it and just with this time we're wanting to help so, so I, I do want to put something out there we keep saying you know this is a crazy this is a hectic this is a ludicrous market not in a bad way this is a fantastic market to be a part of in terms of whether you're listing and you want to sell your house you're going to get way more than you probably I don't want to say mm -hmm. than you anticipate but you're going to get way more than you would on average yeah, you probably think okay? and then you also even if like let's say you're buying you're probably going to afford way more than mm -hmm. gosh my hand just Was freaked out <laughs> but you're probably going to be able to afford way more than you would think you could because, because we have interest rates interest rates are so low yeah. we talked about that in the past you know again bringing it all together you know what is it I had a client the other day who was talking about getting a 2.3 2.1% interest rate for crying out loud. Again, it's based on circumstances. But, you know, you take that and compare that to what was it a couple of years ago? Like, like four, four five percent yeah. or $800. You know, we talked about this in uh, our video on loans and stuff like mm -hmm. that. 
like $800 is equivalent to like what, $160,000 or something like that per property. Mm -hmm. Take that and increase that margin to where for $800 in rent could equal more. I don't have the exact number, so I'm not gonna shoot anything out there, but as opposed to 160, you could get more than that mm -hmm. and in then, property value. Like just, I know we were talking about waiting and trying to make sure our clients know that waiting even, what is it, like three months oh. could raise it up like, say, what I was it, extremely, like a lot. Which didn't, you wouldn't think it would, but interest rates just going up a percent can make a bit difference between being able to afford a house and not. So just so what was the cost of waiting? never be afraid. Always just ask your realtor, ask us, let us know how we can help and we're willing to help. Yeah, and if you're interested on the cost of waiting numbers, just know that every year, you, every number of months, every, every six months, every year you wait, let's just say it's quite a margin for how much money you could lose if the interest rate were to go back up at a steady rate. So, so take advantage of the interest rates while they're low, take advantage of sale prices while they're high. This is a great market to be a part of. It's chaotic, it's fast paced, but it's fun. Mm, yeah, and it, just let us know if you want us to send you these stats. Uh, knowing these stats will not hurt anything. It'll mm -hmm. just make it, make it so much, it just makes you more knowledgeable. Knowledge is never, power. Yeah, exactly. So. Just go through and make sure I'm having a mouse out and not using it. <laughs> so just know your stuff and always think so. Even if you're rent, so let's go back to the renting thing because I know me and uh, my broker talked about it just today. So when you're renting, you might think you're not ready. It's like a month or two until your lease is up, but it's the time to be looking. Just think about like, because it takes some time to actually be able to move into a house and get the contract through. Well, but, so it's just... What is it that Terry think? says? It's like if you're thinking about moving in the next six months, now's the time to start. Exactly. You just need to get on it now. Well, one thing, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and he was like, you know, I enjoy living in an apartment because, you know, they take care of landscaping, they do all these things, and, like, there are properties out there that you can buy that do that. They typically have association fees, obviously, but that's the same thing as what you would be paying to an apartment complex. They're called villas. Exactly. Okay? And that, or villas, condominium complexes, you know. But as opposed to just burning a hole in your pocket, which is all rent does, sorry if you think otherwise, that the numbers just don't support your claim. Mm -hmm. As opposed to that, you build equity. It's an investment. That's the thing. Homes are an investment. It's the largest investment you will ever make, hands down. So you're taking that hole in your pocket, and not only are you patching it up, but you're filling your pocket with equity. Right. It's a so. fabulous thing to do. So don't ever think like, oh, I just don't like doing landscaping, or I don't like this, you know. We Not, can always work around it. Exactly. There's Don't old. hesitate. Exactly. So, so, I mean, we've gotten through our market report. A lot of numbers thrown at you. But just remember, we can always make your own, send it to you monthly. But and, um, and this is all of St. Charles County. If you want something specific to your city or something like that, or even your own house, we can get information sent your mm -hmm. way. Always ask yourself, what do you think you can get for your house? And I'll tell you, yes, no, or, boy, you were way off. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. We can, uh, hopefully this starts a new, um, monthly trend. We will start posting more and see how the, um, just St. Charles continues. County goes. Yeah. How, because we're doing specifically St. Charles County, how our, around our area, how it goes up, down, whatever it goes. But hopefully you can, uh, take this adventure with us and we can kind of, we can adventure. learn together. Yeah, exactly. Super so to see where the market goes. Do you have any last thought? Anything good for the group, I should say? <laughs> good to the group, honestly. I think I got out there with my conversation when we were talking about rent versus buying. Um, don't be scared by the numbers. Um, the numbers are kind of just icing on the cake for you guys. They're just meant to help. They're meant to help. Honestly, 
we're the ones that sit here and interpret them. We're the ones that say, okay, it's a good time to sell versus it's a good time to not sell. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that, we can you can always leave that to us, but we always mm -hmm. our job is to educate you and help you through the precisely it's an excellent through the way process. So, um, but my name is Michael Murphy, joined by Gunnar Davis. Thank you for joining us for the Try and Talk. Peace out, y'all.